It's Talking Baseball, and we are talking baseball changes, new playoff format. Let's talk all about it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. I know you've been enjoying our little mini episodes, but this is a full episode, but... Not the full cast. Jake is skiing on a mountain. It is Jess Ploof and myself, John Boy, and we are going to be talking all about these changes that have been proposed. And I think, just a little spoiler, I think Ploof and I differ a little bit, so that should be a fun conversation. Anyway, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I think this is going to be my favorite episode because... Mr. Jake is not here. Yeah. So yeah. just a little bit more screen time for myself. I'm always all, all about that. A know? lot of people just turn the volume up a little louder. Like, oh, okay, let me, t- <laughs> let me tune in. Uh, all right, this episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Daniel Whipple, Ben McKinney, Mike Farber, Bradley Ray, Noah Dubois, Zach Moore, Brent Bond, Joseph Owen, Dylan Barnhart, Steven Simon, and Jimmy Donnelly. Those are our most recent Patreons, Ploof. Noah Dubois. I feel like I nailed that name. That was pretty good. I was, I was impressed with that. And no, no random-sounding names again this week. I think everyone's being, like, truthful. Danny Whipple. Danny Whipple is a pretty fun name. Danny Whipple. That's a good name, yeah. Like yeah, that. that's a good one. Like yeah. One. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. How are you doing? You good? You're excited? I'm doing great. Yeah, we're getting ready for our spring training trip. I guess I don't know if we've announced that. I mean, you guys have announced that you're going. I really haven't announced that I'm going, but uh, I made it official yesterday. So yeah, you kind of announced it to us yesterday. Yeah, I said, hey, I'm coming. Let's pack some more uh, people in that sardine can of an RV and let's go, baby. So it'll be fun. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Are you uh, like, are you, is your ex player like, are you jonesing seeing all these guys show up to spring training and it's like the happy, hopeful time? Or are you any part of you like, damn it? I'm happy for everyone. You know, this okay. is so I, I was in spring training last year. That was my last like official baseball time. So this is so your first non spring training since 2004. It's been a long time, man. So yeah, I definitely, you know, all my buddies are leaving. Um, I'll meet up with a couple of them before they go, but the pitchers and catchers are already gone and it's awesome, man. It's such a fun time to see, you know, everyone back out there, you know, it's, it's a good time for baseball. Did you see the Astros didn't allow any of their players to talk to the media today? I did not. First they, day, and they, they what they say, like, no media? They roped off the parking lot, uh, oh like, God. barricaded it, and then, yeah, they no one's allowed in, like, where the players are. That that's, doesn't make any sense. No, it's bad PR. Hire, what, well, yeah. Which is kind of what it's they're... No, it's no PR. <laughs> yeah. He's going with the no PR uh, situation there, okay. Yeah, they've been blowing it. But that that's, that's a fiery issue we're going to not really touch today. It's a whole different issue. A whole... Uh, different issue and this i mean fiery as well like the reactions to this were incredible and actually different than i originally thought when i first read was a sherman who put the article out uh, sherman, i'm not sure maybe but when i first read it i i was like that oh, sounds interesting like kind of stupid that my my gut reaction was that i'm like this is kind of stupid but then I, I started thinking a little bit more about it and i was like oh, i could get on i can get on board with this and then I read just like the replies and mentions, and it was people absolutely hate this proposal. Yeah, I'm not you, I, you included. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I'm I'm not a fan for. It's kind of not just the proposal. It's more just, and this maybe we're just diving right into it. So can you tell everyone yeah, the proposal first? Yeah, let's let's go over the proposal. So. Currently, it stands, what do we have? Uh, three division winners and two wild cards. Yep. So five teams, so 10 teams total. It's a third of the league. And this proposal would add, how much would it add? It would add two teams per side, so 14 teams total. And the way they have it set up is you would have the first, the best overall record in each league would have a bye. Okay. And then you'd have the two remaining division winners. And then the top wild card, so that's three teams, they would host a three-game series between the next three teams. Yeah. 
and the biggest all, all home games for the top seed. All home, all three home games, and the why people hate this the most. Oh, well, there's a couple reasons, but I think this is why people hate it the most. But the big reveal here was that that first. I guess the second best record in the league, which would be one of the division winners, most likely would get to pick their opponent. Then they drop down. The next team could pick their opponent. And then the remaining two teams would play each other. And people found, and there'd be like a selection show and people likened it to the bachelor. And, you know, they thought it's very gimmicky, which I also think it's a little gimmicky. It's very gimmicky, but wouldn't you watch it, Jim? Of course, but that's not what we're arguing here. I mean, we are people saying, "Hey, we need we need to get uh, more fans and join the game." Different fans. I think that's what this is for. You know, the people arguing about it on Twitter. I said this on my Twitter. I said, "MLB doesn't want doesn't need you guys. The people that are arguing about this on Twitter, they already got you. It's it's the other people, the casual fan that they need to to go and figure out." So. Um, I know it's just a proposal. It is exactly. That's I'm glad you brought that up first. So go ahead. And and I, I liken these proposals to Facebook updates. Since two thousand and seven, whenever Facebook updates or Twitter updates, people just fucking go crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's all these like Facebook groups, join this and it'll revert you back to the old Facebook. And I don't know, that's like from two thousand eight. <laughs> and people get so mad and then now, if I look back at the Twitter from 2011 that I was once clamoring for, I'd be like, wow, that's so bad. I'm so glad we changed, yes. you know? <clears throat> so it was kind of just social, like society just kind of re- rejects these things outright, and then, and then it becomes whatever. And the wild card game right now is a really good thing. It sounded crazy, and it's kind of fun. I will say now, I, as a fan, okay, but as a player... Last year, think about this, Jim. You know, we had the Rays and the A's playing in a wild card game, a one-game fucking playoff. Those teams won 97 and 96 games, respectively, and they have to go and play one game yeah. to decide their playoff fate, who they're going to play or where they're going. You know, it's, that is stupid. Okay? I, I love – so I've had this proposal for a while to change it because I love – that it's like it opens up with a bang. Hearts are on the line right away. For yeah, the, as a fan, I love that too. Yeah, as a fan, unless you're a fan of a team that's playing in it. <laughs> but you can do that in a way, and, and and you can say, so like it was A's, Ray, it was A's, Ray's last year, and the A's were the home team, right? Yes. So the way I would do it is the A's have to win one game. Okay. The Rays have to win two games. All of the games are in the Coliseum. That way, you okay. still get that game seven feel because the so Rays. The second game. So the, the A's in that situation would just have to win one of two games, essentially, if they win the first one. Yes. Okay. And the Rays, if they win the first game, now they got to win the second game. And that's basically the elimination game. Uh, I, you can't do that because you have to sell tickets and stuff. But I guess, you know, you can't. You sell tickets for games five, six, and seven, and they may not happen. So, yeah, stand by. I still think that's my favorite way to handle it. You get the game seven feel. The Rays are playing for their life right now. And then if the Rays win or the bottom wild card wins, bam, you have game seven the next day. And now there's a little more of a fighting chance for this 96 win team. Yes. I mean, what you're saying there is, is a change. And like, I think that's what I, I disliked most about all this reaction that was happening to this proposal was the fact that people are like, we don't want anything to change. Why does everything have to change? My own wife said that, you know, and, you know, I have to agree with her to her face, but she's not here right now. There's been so many changes throughout the game. And I actually watched uh, the Joel Sherman. He went on uh, MLB network and was talking about it. And he's like, when did you become a baseball purist? Was it, you know, before they had a DH? Was it before the wild card game? Was it before there was integrated play? Like there's been changes to the game and most of them, for them, for, yeah, most of them are good, and we end up just becoming – they become commonplace, and we end up liking them. So it's okay to, ha- like, have these exploratory talks and these proposals – keyword there – proposals for something that could possibly make the game better. And, I, yeah. and my, biggest, my biggest thing right now is that one-game playoff. Between two 97, 96-win teams playing one game is 
nuts for the players. It's, it's horrible. You play that whole entire season, 162 games, dude, comes down to one. That's just not fair. I get that. And I think the simplest idea would be to make it a three-game series then make all the other series seven-game series. You have more playoff games there, so you're making more money, and it's more interesting for the fans. I think I'd like that more if it was three games and then and then seven. I still like the the first would game. Would you like being, this proposal if it wasn't the Bachelor or you, We Pick You thing? No, because I no uh, no because I still think that many teams shouldn't make the playoffs in baseball. You play yeah. so many games; they have to count for something. If you let half the teams in, now you are rewarding a team that's not necessarily trying to win. They didn't put their best foot forward at the trade deadline or, or at the offseason to win, but they may be able to sneak in, and now you're kind of rewarding the owners that were trying to kind of not reward. I've, I've heard that argument, and a lot of players have kind of come out and said that too, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. You know, if we have well, – the way I see the game going right now is you have those five playoff spots – Typically, there's like three that are already like before the season, everyone kind of knows like this season, the Dodgers have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs, according to these Pakota standings that we're going to get into a little later. So you have these teams that are already going to be in the playoffs. And then, you know, because there's uh, the the wild cards, you kind of know that certain teams know if they don't win their division, they're just out of it. They're not going to win the wild card. So when it comes to the deadline, they look like, our chances of making the playoffs are very slim. That's why all these assets have been available at the trade deadlines for these teams. So there's guys leaving, you know, and essentially kind of creating these super teams towards the end of the year. And I think it, this might have the opposite effect where there'll be that team that's projected for 80 to 82 wins, 84 wins. And maybe they'll be like, hey, if we can add this guy who's going to add a few extra wins, we'll get in the playoffs. And like we saw last year, with the Nationals, yes, did they have the best record in baseball from whatever it was, you know, May 1st on or something like that. But they were a wild card team who almost lost the wild card game, should have lost the wild card game. Yeah. Shout and out, Trent. World champions. Yeah. Um, so, they, you know, I think there's – I think people are just saying this, but I don't know how it'll work. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm open to exploring it. Trade deadline yeah. already. We're not really understanding how this trade deadline with two wild card team works because it was like a lot of teams hesitant to sell, uh, a lot more thinking yeah. they could buy. The Twins in 2018 s- bought and then sold. Yeah, in August. Yeah. <laughs> in August, <laughs> and then made the wild card. Um, yeah, and they had no business being in the wild card. So if there's a team that was going to be worse than the Twins in 2018, also in the wild card, now you have two teams with no business being in the wild card in 2018. Yeah, but what does that mean, no business? Like, their record might not indicate it, but maybe they, I mean, the difference no. between... They were gonna, they'd be a bad product moving forward. If they snuck out two games, then you have, like, shitty teams in a DS, which you can have anyway. I, I, think, that, I think that is true in other sports, but I don't think in baseball that's true. In basketball, there are just teams that aren't going to win. And in, in football, you can kind of say that too, okay? But in baseball, if you have a strength, like the Nationals did, and they had their starting pitching was excellent, like they rode that. And if another team gets hot at the end, like we've seen a ton of wildcard teams, guys that, you know, well, they, sh- you know, they barely made it and they just get hot at the right time. Baseball, you can win, you can win series like that. And so I'm okay with, the lower seeds getting in there and upsetting a hundred win team. I mean, don't you like March Madness? We like March Madness because we want to see 16 seeds knock off number one seeds. Never happens, but it can. And you know, yeah, that's that's why I like. That's why everyone watches it for the for the destruction for you know for that doomsday scenario for those top teams, those blue chip teams to go down. That's what everybody wants. Them. <clears throat> and I would love to see that. But also like. It's different because March Madness is just one game. So say a bad team wins that first wild card series, and then you get an instant sweep the next series, and that like keeps happening. I don't know. And honestly, like anything yeah. can go, and that's these these situations can occur right now. I think I think, yeah. and what you're finding, and you're annoyed with like the people on Twitter and the baseball fans. The root of this problem 
from my point of view as someone who loves baseball and the fans that you're seeing that are upset is that baseball is adamant that their sport isn't lovable right now and is adamant that it's not their own doing. So now they need to make these changes, which just sends the message to anyone that's not interested in baseball, just a bad message. Like, it just sends that message. Like, you know, if I found out there was some sport that I'm not into and they're rapidly changing the rules, I just think of that as, like, a weird, bad sport that doesn't know what it's doing. I think the message to be like, hey, our sport's great. It's fucking awesome. Come watch this game, like the London series and the Iowa series and different marketplace. That's the type of marketing that's better. This and all these proposals and the nonstop proposals every offseason to change the game just sends the message to fans that don't like baseball. Like there must be something wrong with that sport. Their own people don't even like it. So it's, that's where I get so frustrated. It's like, Oh, and, and Bauer said this in his spiel and I've said it over and over again. They didn't market to the youth for a straight decade. And now that youth is the 20 to 30 people and they don't have them because they didn't market. It's not because the game's boring or the rules need to be updated. It's because you fucked up as a sport and you didn't market to these people. So now that you don't have their attention, don't go change in the sport. Change your marketing. That's so. No I matter, agree. no matter what rule they put forward, just that every off season we have to think we're talking about drastic rule changes to help the sport grow to people who don't like it, in spite of the people that do like it. It's it's annoying. It's like, come on, why are we doing I, this? I, I get it, man. I get it. I just think those can it can be two separate things. Like, did they fuck up marketing players? Yes. Look at me. I sh- I'm like the most marketable guy ever. Yeah, you should have had a mic in your hand the whole time you were playing. Unreal. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yes, they missed the, they missed the window there. They created Bam and they centralized their content, like Bauer said. And thankfully, the heroes at John Boy Media were trying to f- we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, you know, we're working trying to figure it all out. So I think that's a problem that they can easily solve that. And I think they will. I think they're on, they're taking steps um, in doing that. But you can also try to improve the game. Like, I just don't think the way it's set up right now is, you know, the optimal playoff structure. I, I understand why people want less teams in the playoffs because it makes the regular season worth more. And that's kind of what baseball's calling card has been. Like, it's very hard to get into the playoffs. So once the playoffs comes around, you know, it's really – I guess really more meaningful games, but let's, it's okay to explore and, and just read some proposals. And how about like you propose something, then we go back to you with something. It's okay to do that. Like those two things are separate to me. When you start lumping them together and just saying, look, you, you guys fucked up your marketing and now you're trying to do all these things. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that there's, they're just two separate things. But and you, I mean, you know, the real reason they're doing this, like we can really just get into the real reason they're doing it. 2021 couple things are happening in 2021. We've already talked about the CBA on this. Yeah, Mark Gorman in the chat asked, like, how does this play into that? Yeah, link down to the CBA for dummies. Um, So once there's that going down, where we're going to have to um, talk to – the MLB's going to have to talk to the players about stuff. And then there's a couple different uh, TV deals that are up. So what do TV networks care about? They care about playoffs. They care about meaningful games. They care about um, elimination games. So this is a play. They're, this is their play to maximize profits, to maximize the deals that they're going to negotiate in 2021. They're saying, hey, we can add more playoffs. Let me get my thumb in the picture. There it is. <laughs> add more playoffs, uh, add elimination games, and keep fans and suppose in trying to keep fans interested throughout the season as well. So this is just their play. You know, they're already starting to have their pitch for those that 2021 negotiations with the players and with these TV networks. You know, there's a lot of streaming uh, sites that are going to be there, you know, along with traditional broadcasting like the Foxes and, and the ABCs. So, like, they're going to pit each other. They're going to pit them against each other. And this is one of the ways they're going to do it. They're going to say, look at this brand new proposal we have. It's going to keep eyeballs on the sport at the most important time. Who wants us? How much money are you willing to give us? That is the play. I yeah. don't think it has anything to do with, you know, do they really care like that the playoff system isn't optimal? Probably not, but it's 
this is their way to up the price. You think there's any smarts behind it where they offer the two things, the expansion into the playoffs, and then the the uh, Supermart sweepstakes where you choose uh, you know, who you're going to play, and they're like, <laughs> people will hate the choosing and will sneak the expansion. Because big... that's where I'm at. Like, all right, expand, fine, but don't do the fucking... Yeah. Don't do the TV game show, pick your opponent like this is American Gladiators. Like We already talked about the sleight of hand that they use, so yes, yes, that's possible. That's just silly, man. It's just like, I know you want it to be a reality show, and we want it to be fun, but come on. I gotta can't be, be the only you, sport that does that. I would fucking... I would be on the edge of my seat waiting to hear these picks, waiting to see who they picked, why they picked them. I mean, I, I think they'd have it, you know, set up in a way that you'd have to explain your pick. You know, you'd have some somebody like at the draft, like representing no, you. They'll never I, want, do that. I, I want the GM. Let's get the fucking front office out there in front of everybody. They'd, sp- they'd send judge and he'd be like, he'd say something that means nothing, but everyone on the internet and everyone that analyzes stuff will try to interpret it. What did he mean by that? Yes. You well, know? guess what? That's what. That's what. Look at this off season. As shitty as it's been for baseball, there's been scandals and you have this and all this stuff. Everybody's talking about baseball, and that's kind of what they want, you know. So yeah, I actually think uh, I think the Astros stuff has been great for baseball. I was explaining this to someone the other day. I think I think you know you get the casual fan. And they go, wait, what did they do? Wait, how did they do it? And in those answers, they're learning about the intricacies of the sport, which that yes. needs to be promoted more. So do you think this offseason has been good for baseball overall? Oh, I think it's the best. Ba- I think it's the best offseason baseball's had in a long time. Wow! And last are- year, last year when Harper and Machado were free agents, and it was supposed to be the best, it was the worst. It was the worst. You know, Bill Simmons tweet. My, my buddy uh, sent me this tweet today. Bill Simmons. I don't. Bill Simmons is like a big deal, and I don't even know who he is. I know we compare right. ourselves to the Ringer when we like we're going through investments and stuff, but uh-huh. I- I've never consumed a second of Ringer stuff. But Jake, he's, Jake likes his stuff, and so does some. He's other got people. six million followers on Twitter, so like obviously yeah. he's doing something right. But uh, his tweet today was garbage. <laughs> Jake, can I read, can I, can I read, read it? it. Yeah, J- Jake likes here. poking yeah. at him because he's a Boston uh, centric guy. Is he okay? I'm gonna get this this uh, this tweet up right here. My buddy sent it to me. Here it is from Bill Simmons. The fact that Rob Manfred hasn't punished the players involved or said that he's at least planning on it is one of the most indefensible sports commissioner moments ever. I don't mind that part of the tweet. Okay. Okay, He's he's obviously talking about the Astros uh, scandal and all that shit. So this is the part I don't agree with. Since 1994, baseball has been steadfastly destroying itself. Abhorrent leadership. Now, he, he probably doesn't watch baseball. I don't know. That's just someone – like, that's what the like the zeitgeist of – and I use that word all the time, and Jake's like, what's it mean? I mean, the common thought of the time and place of the people that don't love baseball. Yeah. Like, that's, the, just, per, that's yeah. the perception of people that don't enjoy baseball. Like, that sport's hemorrhaging fans. No one watches it anymore. It's not true. The numbers don't support that. But that's, the, that's what Manfred spreads. That's the headline reading. I fucking can't stand that shit. Like – Read the article, like read the, the substance, the headline shit kills me. So my buddy sent me that and I said, well, I don't think it's true. I just did a quick Google search. Uh, 2002, the average team, guess how much they were worth? Just, just throw it $20 out. million. Dollars. Well, tw- come on, bro. <laughs> 286, $286 million was the average team value in 2002. Today, $1.77 billion. You're telling me the sport's hemorrhaging? No, that, but I'm, I, I'm with I'm you, saying. man. Yeah, Bill. But, like. but, dude, that's the message that Manfred and the top do send. Like, Bill Simmons only thinks that because Manfred yeah. every year says, our game is too slow. The youth don't enjoy our game. We need to speed up the game, and they make these dumb rules. Batters can't step out of the box now in between oh pitches. God. We're going to have a pitch clock. We can't have a pitcher throw more than – none of that fucking matters, and all it does – is send to the people like Bill Simmons the bad message. So that's why I'm sick of every winter Manfred trying to fix problems that don't exist. 
Yeah, I'm not like I'm not trying to like defend Manfred at all. I think a lot of the stuff he's done is ridiculous, and like, a lot of times I think he's just trying to like make his mark on the game for some fucking reason. Like, I think, dude, I I I thought it was funny when people were pinning these like proposals on Manfred. Like, this was proposed by owners and they approved it, and he just signs his name on the bottom. Yeah, there's a lot of things that he's done that are just not right. You know, um, lacking quality control on the baseballs. We can start there how he's handled the Astros situation we can go there but like this proposal that everyone just absolutely just lit on fire I don't think it's that bad you know and we I know we wanted to talk a little bit about Powers video so I mean I don't know if anybody's watched that um yeah I hope I will say again. This, he's he's probably gonna get in trouble and and he doesn't speak for all the players I think sometimes it comes off like he speaks for everybody but he made some good points about you know, how MLB is behind on sharing their content and how I think he's he said, like, the NBA, when Steph Curry, you know, has a bounce pass for an assist, five million people see it within five minutes. And when Mike Trout robs a homer, you can't find the clip on Twitter, which is true. Well, follow Talking Baseball, follow John Boy, because that's if you're a Yankees fan, I've been doing that forever. And we're friendly yes. with Major League Baseball, so we're in the clear. We're trying. Uh, we're trying to trying. really mix it up. So... Uh, but what I what I, about Bauer? I love that he uses this platform and he shares and he has opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need another player who differs from him respectfully to do the same thing, so that Bauer's not the only guy doing this. So we're like one step. Yeah. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? Like we need. It's insane that he's the only guy doing it. Like, but then I think back when I was a player, which isn't too long ago. You know, like it, you're just focused on playing. Like that's what. Yeah. That's how you make your money. You know, um, that's you, it's so hard that you have to focus on it. But it's crazy to me that more guys have done. I guess Bregman's kind of done it. Well, that's kind of shit. That shit hits the fan or has hit the fan. So now they're barricading the parking lot so he can't even talk. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bauer's kind of out there on an island with this. And good for him that he's actually, you know, figured this out. He has his YouTube channel. And he's doing stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I think that going back to what we're talking about, you can kind of just separate these problems you have with MLB, these problems you have with Manfred. You you can separate those with this proposal and just be like, Hey, it's okay to think about some of these things while these other things are getting figured out. Yeah. Like the rule about the cleats, obviously it's fucking stupid. Like you should be able to wear whatever cleats you want, which I think now you can, you know, like they need to showcase uh, and market players more. They're way behind on that. They need to let their content breathe on social media. Yes, that all makes sense. But, like, it's okay to propose things. It's okay to try to progress the game and just try to to keep going because that's what we've done throughout the history of baseball. Like, are we the slowest major sport to make changes? Yes. But there's been a lot of changes made, and there's going to be more changes made in the future. And it's like, I just – it just made me mad that everyone just, like, dismissed it entirely right away without even thinking about it at all yeah but you're you're following the diehard fans and those are the ones that feel slighted by baseball seems like the only sport that is constantly trying to go get to to like get the people that don't like them to love them you know like if you're like if you're in love with a girl but she keeps trying to impress the guy who (laughs) clearly doesn't like her you'd be like i'm right here yeah. I'm willing to take you out on a That's date true. every night. Entertain me. Like, do me. <laughs> Not I, that guy doesn't like you. Yeah, man. Well, that's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because I do believe that, like, they kind of feel like they, they do. They have their hooks into the, the baseball fan. And, like, they're like, hey, let's go try to get a little bit more. Somebody else. Yeah. But we always talk, we're talking right now about how Manfred and whoever spreads this idea the zeitgeist that baseball is dying and then we talk about how the nfl my gosh their product is uh it's going crazy and everybody loves the nfl it's the new national pastime meanwhile youth the youth isn't playing football nobody wants their son or daughter to play football there's a fucking new league trying to go up against the nfl the xfl is trying to fill time and take players and take you know, views away from the NFL, but the whole narrative on the NFL is that it's the best that it's ever been and, and all this. And, and I, I haven't looked at any of the numbers, but I bet you it's bullshit. You know, I bet baseball is actually probably doing better 
than the NFL. If you really look long terms and how it's going to be in 50 well, years. I, mean, I don't know if the, the NFL is going to be here in 50 years. I mean, Baseball the, will the be here fucking, in 50 years. The Pats have to sell out eight games. Yes. The, it's the best thing they have going for them is their the Reds. The Red Sox have to sell out 81, <laughs> you know? Yeah. like, And they do it. Yeah, so, I guess you can make a case for both. Like I just said that that's the best thing to have going for him. And I guess I'll give a reason for that is because you have an arc. You have Monday, Tuesday, you're talking about the game on Sunday. Then Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, you're doing lead up to the game. Saturday is like, let's get ready. Sunday's the big game and it starts over. And that's why there's just t- constant chatter about football. They have their, you know, everyone's always talking about it. And then, but that's also great for MLB because we're playing 81 games. There's always someone talking about it. So it goes hand in hand. What MLB needs to do, in my opinion, and I'm not the smartest of guys, but I give things thought sometimes. uh, Know the youth, you know, the the zero through 20-year-olds don't care if they watch a single regular season baseball game. I don't think that should be a focus at all. You should give those kids Mm -hmm. playing baseball. So you, sure. you should make them play baseball, youth sports, go into the inner cities, go into places that don't have it, like, you know, put camps in Wyoming and whatever, yeah. have them play it because, you know what, kids should not be coming home every night and watching a baseball game from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. They should be out <laughs> playing and doing homework and stuff. And then yeah. when those kids turn 21 and they graduate college and they go – get a nine to five and they come home at six o'clock every night and they're miserable. And they're like, what do I do? And like, Oh, I can watch baseball. I played that as a kid. I know how, you know, I know the, how the ins and outs of the games. I understand it. And then it's there for them every night. Who cares if the under twenties watch regular season baseball, they will when they're adults, if they like it as kids and play it. So that's what I do. I hyper-focus on getting kids to play it. I agree. I agree, and you sprinkle in a little bit of better social media presence for baseball. And give them the highlights. Players, give them yeah. the highlights. From 20, know. give them the highlights. And, and they'll watch the playoff games. Yeah, yeah have, them, have them know the personalities of the players. and I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I don't want – nobody wants their kid just watching baseball. And who can watch five games a week? You know, you It's can. like Jake and that's all. Yeah, it's like it's Jake was Jake. No, Jake was a sports like kid. I wasn't. I I played and I didn't start watching like every Yankees game until freshman year of high school. Okay, so I'm still 14 there. But I totally agree with your proposal there. Like, get the kids to play baseball. Send them to Coach Ball Games Instagram. He's crushing it lately. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos he's been making. He's cracking me up. Yeah, so you know, send them there. Like, get the kids interested in baseball. Have them play, and then yeah. They'll be they'll have fond memories. I mean, I think you and I both share that. Like, I didn't go to a ton of games, but I, I remember those games very fondly that I went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you know, obviously, yeah, we're a little different. I played a lot of baseball growing up. Yeah, they asked you know. me to stop kindly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I caught I seven that. balls in a row. I don't know what that means. Batting practice, foul balls, home runs, seven seven games in a row. I got a ball. Oh, wow. From ages like 6 to 12. Wow. Or 8 to 12, yeah. That's so, that's, really, that's really lucky. Yeah. That's really lucky. Best one was Paul O'Neill's warm-up ball right to me, Chicago. What do you mean his warm-up ball? He just threw it right to you? Right field, yeah. He was warming up with it, and then the ah. innings was about to start, turned, threw it into the crowd. That's like every kid's dream, seven in a row? Yeah, it was wild. Wow. My, was it BP? Uh, Did you say BP? BP. I'm counting BP okay. as well, so... Well, still really good, how would you? How would a kid get your attention for a ball in BP? My dad always used to say, "Call them Mister and their last name." When I was a little kid, so like, a, if an eight-year-old goes, "Mister Ploof," would you give him more attention than Trav? Yeah, yes, definitely. You know, Mister Ploof. You can do nicknames, but just be polite about it. Say please, thank yous. Like that, those go a long way for baseball guys. Because, because really, when you're just and everywhere crowd, in life and, and yeah, everywhere yeah, else. No but when you're just looking at the crowd and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey," it's like, "What?" Yeah, you know. But if yeah, if you're a little more polite about it, that's definitely a way to get a Boston. That's good. Um, Hixie in spring training once he told someone like someone knew his dog's name and was like calling yeah. his dog's name. And that was like too much for him. He was like weirded out. And that's something I think my dad would have thought was a great tactic. 
I think, yeah, that's something personal is good. I mean, whenever someone says like my high school or oh yeah, yeah. I know so-and-so like that, that gets your attention for sure. Yeah. You know, could be a little creepy. Yeah. If you start going at like, I know your mother's maiden name and yeah, weird shit like that. But uh, does your mother have a cool maiden name? She does. I'm not releasing it. Okay. All right. Cause that, isn't that like what they ask you for like your bank records and stuff like that? I don't know. My mom's maiden name's Papa, which is an awesome name. Should I just say mine? I don't know. Your bank records are attached to it. Now it feels I don't like th- it. they probably aren't. <laughs> I don't know. I, did I make that up? Yeah. It's Armijo with a J. Oh, that is so, cool. It shows my it shows my uh, my my roots. What is it? What's your roots? What's the Latin country tied to Armijo? Well, for a long time, my parents told me I was Spanish and French, and then I did the twenty three and Me thing or ancestry, but I don't know yeah. which one I did. And I found that I was British mostly, French, and then like. 17% uh, indigenous uh, North American, so Native American. Oh. So, but um, it's like Mexico Native American, so like Aztec-ish. Yeah, I mean, Mexicans are just the babies of the Spanish who had their way with the Ma- the Mayans. This is true. Aztec Mayan, yeah. Aztec right. Mayans, yeah. So, yeah. mean. So that's, that's me. Nice, nice, cool. British, I mean, Ploof is a very British-sounding name. Oof. No, it's French. It's very French. <laughs> We're you like have, off the rails. You what are these, we even talking about now? You have these uh, rankings or whatever? This is going to be fun. We're going to go through. Wh- what is the name of the site that does this? Pakoda. It's Baseball Prospectus, I believe, and they put out. I don't know what that stands for. I just say Pakoda because that's what it's spelled like, P-E-C-O-T-A. And these came out yesterday or two days ago. So they're fresh rankings. And this is basically... I, I did a little research into it, and they just run a zillion different um, scenarios and uh, what would you call that? Like simulations. Yeah. And then they kind of group those all together, and, and then they put out, like, the most common scenarios, and then they give win projections. PACODA stands for Player Empirical Comparison and Optimization Test Algorithm. And it to Perfect. me that to me it sounds like they came up with Dakota <laughs> and then filled in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. All and right. I will say this: I don't love any of these. Like, I don't love any projection systems. I mean, I, I hate get them. it. I understand why teams use them. You know, but uh, like these ones, particularly this early in the season, I think uh, are off. But we're not. We don't really care about like the accuracy of them right now. We're just going to use them as a guideline to see. If your team would make the playoffs, and then who would they choose? Yes. So I got okay. it all right here. All right, before we go to these Pakoda standings, I got to talk to you about something very important. Look around you, Trevor. It's a wireless world, and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. I actually just dropped my wireless earbuds on uh, the way to the bus. I it fell out of my pocket and opened up and one of them fell, but I didn't see it. So I gathered them and then put it in my pocket and I went to put my earphones on in the bus and I had, only had one. And that was so upsetting because that's no good. You need two. And Raycon always gives you both. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't I love it. it doesn't say that here, but I guarantee they always give you a, an earphone or your pod for both ears. I would say so. Yeah, and you already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the top audio brands that you know that we won't say. And Raycon's latest model, E25, error on number 25. Was that your number? 24, baby. Uh, you're you're scot-free then. You're good. Uh, E25. I did lead the league in errors one time. Yes, it's tough. E25 is their best one yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for the -the on-the-go listening and taking calls. You know what they gave me? uh, Raycon sent me earphones at the very Mm -hmm. same day that I lost my others, which was very, like, I was like, the universe is bizarre. And they come with custom fit things. Ooh, I like that. Everyone's really ears like are that. different sizes. My have little earlobes and little tiny ears. I don't know if you knew that about me. And uh, 
like nails on a chalkboard make me shiver a bunch, and I researched it, and it has to do with the size of your earlobe, how much you're affected by those sounds. Interesting. Yeah. So the Raycon, they're comfortable. Uh, please share your experience with the Raycon. I didn't even get to that part yet, and I've already done it twice, so I'm killing this ad. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. No dangling wires. You don't look like Shrek like Jake does with whatever he wears. And they were co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg. So that's cool. Those guys are obsessed. Now's the time to get the latest wow. and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order by Raycon.com slash baseball. That's right. Buy Raycon.com slash baseball for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buy Raycon.com slash baseball. Let's get to these fucking Pakoda things now. I mean, <laughs> you had me at customizable, and then you hooked me at Ray J, baby. I'm doing it. I'm Amazon, here I come. Ooh, wow. All right, let's let's do it. Two teams with a bye, very easy to guess who the two teams with a bye with the best record in both leagues, uh, the Yankees and the Dodgers. So they're gone. They get So they have to wait six days until everything plays that's out. Also, that's also a misconception with this that Bauer was very upset about. He said six, seven days after the season. But right now, last year, the Dodgers had three days off and the, and the Astros had four days off. But that includes um, a travel day. And the pr- proposal is Sunday night selection committee, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, home game, and then just say Thursday travel, then that's only, you know, it's five days. Yeah. So still, no, it's not great. It's not great, but the, the current system isn't great either. You know, the new yeah. system would really suck for families traveling. It's really easy to travel if you're a player, you just fucking hop on everyone takes care of your shit it's the families that would really suffer with this anyways yankees Yankees dodge bye sitting pretty so then you go the two other division winners which the astros um, are projected to win the al west the twins are projected to win the al central and then it would leave the top wildcard team as the rays on the national league side and this is the projections for this are are fucking insane. Uh, we have the Mets projected to have the second best record in the NL and win the NL East. The Reds are projected to win the NL Central, and then the first wild card team will be the Nationals. And then back to the AL, your remaining three wild card teams are the Angels, the Indians, and Oakland. Sorry, Boston. Pakoda does not like your chances this year. You missed the game. You missed the playoffs by like 0.5 games. On the National League side, it's the Cubs, the Braves, and the Cardinals that would make up the final three, bottom three wild card teams. Okay. And it's important uh, to reference this because people are saying, oh, there's going to be a bunch of shitty teams in the playoffs. The Cardinals are the only team projected to finish under 500 and it's like 80 point. They're projected to win like 80.7 games. So just under uh, 500. So they'd be the only sub 500 team in the playoffs. Hmm. Okay. So, so in the American league, Astros get, we'll get first pick and it would and I'm, be, I'm going to, yeah. you're going to pick all these. I, I can't wait to see. I have who I picked. I want to see who you're going to okay. pick. Astros have the first pick of the angels, the Indians and Oakland. Angels, Indians, Oakland. So that's two in-division teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so honestly, like, this pick is going to come down to if the Oakland just, like, went full bore yes. to win and they just used their good pitcher. Like, it's going to be what pitchers do they have lined up. Yep. That's going to be part of it. Yeah, also um, – I would choose the Angels because they have less good starting pitchers that I think that they're going to be scared of. Okay. And that got to go to Houston. So the Astros are choosing the Angels in my brain. Okay, Astros, Angels. Twins, up next you have to pick between the Indians and Oakland. Oakland. Really? Okay. The Rays, Rays, the Rays, the Rays with all their bullpenning and doesn't matter no. who their starters are and – they got a nasty rotation. That's not, part of, that's not who you can pick from. The Twins would have to pick between Indians and Oakland. 
Oh, 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 oh. Indians, son. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, if you were the Twins, you pick the Indians and Oakland and Rays, we'd have a rematch. Yeah, how about Three that? Three-game series rematch. In the trap this time. In the trap. I picked, I thought the Strohs would pick the Indians, the Twins would pick the Angels, and then I had the Rays in Oakland. Also you think you think other. the Astros would go out of division? I think they'd choose to stay in division because they are so familiar. There's so much tape. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think there's a lot of fa- factors that would come into play here. Um, like you said, who's going full bore? Who's pitched the last couple of days? That's going to be a huge thing in the three-game series. So it'd be, it'd be interesting I, I, if the bottom team is just just like they're not even going full board. They just been hot as shit for the for all of yeah. September. They went like they won seventeen games out of their last twenty two mm-hmm. in September, and they're the bottom bottom team. But no one picks them because it's the hot hand. Hot hand, yeah. I went with the shows in the Indians because I figured they did, wouldn't want to face the best player in baseball if he gets hot. Like if Mike Trout just fucking takes over the series Rendon behind him and too. Rendon and Otani. And so I went with the Indians. Cause I feel like they don't have that like player that's going to take over the game. They, you know, they have some amazing players. Lindor, Lindor, Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, you know, um, but anyways, so I went Stroh's Indians, twins, angels, Rays, Oakland flip to the national league side. Now Dodgers have the bye. Mets. You are up and you get to pick between the Cubs, the Braves, and the Cardinals. I, if I'm, I'm thinking with my Mets brain. Okay. <laughs> what brain? The Mets brain, like they're the way they think, they'd mm-hmm. never call out the Braves. Because yep. if they call out the Braves in division and then lose, yep. everyone will just be like, LOL, Mets. <laughs> Yes. So they Everyone's already LOL Metsing. Yeah, they they get that no matter what, but they can't they can't do that. I actually think you give the lower seeds bulletin board material. Yeah, that's part of this. Like the first pick almost gets super motivated. It's almost bad to be the team that makes the first pick. Like if I am the Astros, Twins or Rays, I'd much rather be the Rays who get last pick than the Astros. Almost. Sure, because it's just like we just yeah we're just playing. Who cares? We don't care yeah. who we're playing. You guys, you guys choose who you're going to lose to. You know, yeah. Like that's the mentality I'd put in the clubhouse. Yes. Um, okay, so we ha- you haven't picked anybody yet, Matt. Oh, so the the, Ma- no the Ma- Braves, so yeah yeah the Mets the, Ma- the the Cubs. Okay. Who now the we Cubs? have the Reds. And the Reds would would pick the Cardinals. The, the Braves are, are scary, good. dude. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's exactly what I have. I put Mets would pick the Cubs, Reds would pick the Cards, and then the Nats would pick the Braves. Or I wouldn't have a choice, but they'd play the Braves. Yeah. Yeah. So the the scenarios, yeah, Stroh's Indians in in Houston, Twins Angels in Minnesota, Rays Oakland in the Trop, and then Mets hosting the Cubs, Reds hosting the Cards, Nats hosting the Braves. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. So, I mean, this this would be talked about so fucking much. You know, we would probably know, we probably have an idea of who the top three teams are going to be that have to pick. We, most likely we would know them and we'd have a few days to like think about this and to talk about this. Who are they going to pick? You know, who are the bottom three teams going to be? And if they're these teams, who are they going to pick? And that's like, it's great. You yeah. want that. I would mm-hmm. love that. Is it stupid and kind of gimmicky? Yeah, but a lot of things are stupid and kind of gimmicky that we like. Americans love stupid gimmicky shit. It just, here's what I'll say. Whatever changes MLB makes, like I'm hooked. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> you know, you're not going to lose me. Uh and if they expand it, I'll eventually learn to like it. I think that's what baseball fans do. You throw changes our way, complain about them most, and then we're like defending them to our death in a little bit, you know. Um, yes. But I still don't like the selection committee and making it a TV show. I think it just is so tacky. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've said that from the get-go. That's gimmicky for sure, no doubt about it. But we're talking about it. Yeah. All damn off season, man. Baseball has been hot. 
I know. And and this this disaster stuff isn't going to go away, and there's going to be more to talk about soon. It's it's been a good off season, I think. <laughs> Some people probably argue you on that one. I don't know. I, I thought. Well, all the like, all the good, signings have been good too. Signing free agency has been pretty good. So um, many teams. Like Jake and I have been f- recording these uh, TPPs, your initials. That's right, baby. And uh, so many teams went out and tried to win. There's like six that aren't. It's one in every division, two in the AL Central. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, man. You know, we always talk, people, like you said, we always hear about how baseball's in the worst spot, and I just, I don't necessarily agree with that. So this is, it's yeah, it's been a hell of an offseason. I can't wait to hear what the Astros have to say. I know we kind of always go back to that on this damn show, but once they open up <laughs> the clubhouse, it's going to be interesting, man, because those reporters, now they have ammo. They're probably yeah. pissed today. So now they're like, all right, let's. Yeah, right. They piss, off, we'll... piss off the reporters by doing that. Now they're going to ask all the questions. But you know what's going to happen? They're going to have some fucking stupid statement they're going to read. They're going to say, we put this statement out, and they're, or, or else they're just going to repeat it and just be like, you know, whatever. Just how uh, Bregman answered in at yeah. the Fan yeah. Fest, you know. Yeah, it'll be exactly that. I hope it is, and I hope they're smart enough now. They're just like, look, we fucked up. We fucked up bad. Like, I'm sorry. You know, we took it a little too far. And, you know, we don't want that to happen. We're, we, you know, we're playing the game clean now and we want to show our abilities on the field. We still believe in ourselves as a team. Uh, we're remorseful about what happens. Uh, it won't happen again. We don't I'm want a, that in baseball. I'm going to clip that soundbite from you and just say, Ploof apologizes for cheating. Yeah, just say and that. People will be like, what? He cheated too? <laughs> <laughs> With what team? <laughs> oh, man. I'm the, I'm the cleanest player out there. My cleanest player in MLB history. That's what I heard. It's unreal, you know? Yeah. And I'm so marketable, and they really messed that up. So. <sighs> Idiots. <We're... laughs> All right, All man. right. I think we wrapped it up. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll hang out with the patrons for a little bit afterwards. But here's the outro song. Jake sucks. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow for TPP. Thank <laughs> you.